0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money Show. It's Tuesday, March 29th, and we are so delighted that you're joining us today. This is the program that attempts to take the mystery out of your financial life, or maybe, maybe just helps you take the next best step in your financial life. Because sometimes you come in with got a lot of baggage, things happened in the past. I get it. We all make mistakes. But let's get to the next best place by just chatting about what's going on in your life. The easiest way to do that is to go to our website. It's jillonmoney.com and you click on the contact us button. All of our delicious content lives on the JillOnMoney.com website. So again, just go to the website, bookmark it so you have it. And while you're there, you can make sure that you follow our other show called Jill on Money, and you can maybe check out our radio show. It all sort of sounds alike, but different permutations on this program. You get Mark Talaire, as the co-host, which is great. Today, we are going to talk to one of our listeners. Her name is Nora, and she's on the line from Oregon. Hi, Nora. How are you?
2: I'm great. How are you guys doing?
1: We are doing really well. So tell us what brings you to our airwaves.
2: Uh, well, first, I'd just like to say I'm a huge fan of you both and the show, and I'm super excited to be here. And my my question is basically if we're stretching ourselves too thin uh, with doing a home remodel that we really, really want to do. I'm like, You know, it's so funny. I've been having this
1: conversation with people about – you know, being willing to spend money on a renovation. And I feel like we just all have a lot more information about what our homes are going to be like and what we're going to need. And so I think that sometimes the renovation that you thought you were going to put off, or maybe you thought like, oh, I'll just buy another house. A lot of people are like, wait, wait, wait. I really like my house. I just need it configured slightly differently. So Nora, tell us a little bit about yourselves and who's the we in that?
2: Okay. Yeah. The we is uh, myself and my husband. Um, We're in our early 30s and we just moved into this house about six months ago. And like you're saying, we really love it or almost all aspects of it, except for the kitchen and um, the bathroom upstairs and we really just want to remodel it before we have kids which is hopefully soon and our whole thing is like you know it seems like if we do it earlier we can actually enjoy it um we both have parents that waited basically to remodel until they were going to sell the house and then it was oh. awesome and it was like okay well you know we nobody ever lived in here with this awesome stuff so
1: oh that's such a drag i know exactly what you mean it's like oh great my house looks fantastic for the first time in 30 years how much did you buy the house for
2: uh, we bought it for 860K.
1: Okay. And what is the mortgage that's outstanding on it?
2: Uh, 688.
1: Six, eight. What's the interest rate on the mortgage?
2: 3.25%.
1: Okay, great. And it's a 30 year, right?
2: It is a 30 year, yep.
1: Okay. How much do you guys earn?
2: Uh, we earn 340K together a year.
1: That's awesome. Do you guys put money into retirement plans through work?
2: Yeah. So we both max out our 401ks. Um, There's no additional match or anything there. Mm -hmm. And then we max out an HSA if that's an option that year, like based on our insurance selection. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then the rest just goes into like goals or just a brokerage account.
1: How much is in the brokerage account right now?
2: Um, It has 150K in it.
1: That's great. In that account, do you include just plain old savings or is there a separate savings line item that you have?
2: Yeah, there's a separate. so, say, well, I would say cash, we have 60k and that mm-hmm. would be like emergency fund plus any, you know, anything we're saving for specifically.
1: Any other debt besides the mortgage, any school loans or anything like that?
2: No school loans. Um we do have a car loan that's 50k. 50k. What kind of
3: what what kind of car is that?
2: Wait, I'm going to guess. Hold on. Is it a Tesla? Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: Oh, yes. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much. Uh, What is the interest rate on that car loan?
2: It's at 2.49%. Well,
1: that's pretty cheap. So here's my question to you. You're doing a good job with all this. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. How much do you think it will take? And, And also... Can you do both of these projects together or are they separate projects that need to be done separately just because of like living conditions?
2: Yeah, I would say it makes sense to do them together. I think mm-hmm. we would have some overall savings cuz they're in the same part of the house and like mm. once you open it up, yeah. uh, you know they're above each other. We've been getting a wide range of quotes, but th- really the minimum we've been seeing is like 160, which I think the 160 is probably, you know a Optimistic guess, mm-hmm. um, and then the high end went all the way up to three fifty, and that yeah. was just really <sighs> shocking. Um, but it's <laughs> like okay, three, that- three,
3: three fifty for a renovation. The three fifty is like another house.
2: Not yeah. in
1: Portland. It's not. It's for a garage in Portland.
2: Well, you can really deck out the
1: garage, I guess. I know. So let's let's try to split the difference. Let's say it's two twenty five. What do you think?
2: Yeah, seems reasonable,
1: right? seems like a number that we can deal with. In your non-qualified account, is it all invested? Have you made a ton of money? What's going on in that account?
2: Yeah, it's it's all invested. Um, we use like a FinTech, yeah, yep. uh, to, to manage it. Um, and it's all in like ETFs and, okay. and index funds. Okay.
1: And how much money are you saving every month in the non-qualified account?
2: I would say every month we have about five five 5.5K extra mm-hmm. and it either goes into the brokerage or to um, just stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Like like the money that like <laughs> you need things to do. I get it.
2: Yeah. I would say we're not really, we haven't been disciplined this last year about, you know, every month all the extra goes straight into the brokerage. It's mm-hmm. kind of, we've been a little loosey goosey about mm-hmm. like, oh, see how it goes. And then the extra goes in.
1: If you went to the company that holds your mortgage or local bank, do you think that you would have enough equity in this house? In other words, do you think that they'd look at that and be like, ah, yeah, the comp is actually a million. Like, do you think we could get a home equity line of credit on the house?
2: I think we could. I've like put out some feelers um, and the amounts I've been quoted have been up to about 160 K for a HELOC. And that's, that would be less than 80% of the equity just under. And then the interest rates have ranged. They just give us a ballpark because I didn't want to do a credit poll. And it was 3.75% to 5%. Okay. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is the fintech company we're with offers a personal line of credit Mm -hmm. and they'll offer us up to 95K and the interest rate is 3.5% right now. But basically they said it's the Fed fund rate plus another 0.5%.
1: I'm just going to guess that because of your age and when you've been investing that the $150,000, you have got a bunch of capital gains that's built into that. Do you know how much money you have in gains in that account?
2: I I don't right now, but we've never withdrawn from it. We've only- Get yeah, ready
1: to withdraw, baby. Prepare yourself because you're about to. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't worry. It's okay. Okay. Mark, any other questions before you tell them what to do?
3: Uh, I was just curious how much you guys have in your retirement accounts.
2: Yeah. So in pre-tax retirement accounts together, we have 350K. In post-tax retirement accounts together, we have 130K. And then we have just like another 26 in an HSA.
1: Good numbers, right?
2: Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's what I wanted to hear.
1: I want to do this project. I mean, I want my (laughs) money back from that damn Tesla, but um, (laughs) how much did that Tesla cost? Uh, I think
2: think all in it was 64, Mm -hmm. but the, I think the list price is now already like 10 K higher than good.
1: Maybe you want to sell it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I know people who own Tesla's love them. I'm sure. Um, Okay. Mark, what do you think about the home equity line of credit versus a personal line of credit versus just selling out some stuff that you made some money on in your non-qualified account and paying for this?
3: First of all, I would like to. I don't want to spend three hundred fifty thousand dollars. We're not doing that.
1: We're doing two twenty five. We're not doing three fifty. Yep,
3: two so, twenty five. She's
1: not getting uh, the fanciest appliances, which you can't even get anyway.
3: But I'm hoping the home equity line of credit combined with some of the brokerage account. That's
1: what I'm thinking.
3: And then because they got you know fifty five hundred dollars a month extra, it sounds like you know we can just plop that towards paying off the the line of credit.
1: That's kind of what I'm thinking. First of all, I would really be interested in a few different aspects. I don't love a personal line of credit. Even though they'll give it to you, I'd rather just sell some of the assets, pay the capital gains and move on. Like, it's okay. There's nothing bad that's happening here. Like, you'll pay 18.8% on the money you've earned. Big deal. It's okay. Do you guys think that your incomes are going to rise in the future or stay about the same?
2: Let's say stay about the same. So honestly, it's a new situation for us. We switched jobs and industries last year kind of out of necessity. And so it's sort of the first year we're making at this this level. Okay, good.
1: I mean, if that's the case, then I really, I, I would try to keep it kind of a lid on the renovation and don't go crazy, right? Because we don't want you to take 350 out and, you know, and like kill yourselves. But what I do think is you've got a nice, you've got some options here, which is great. So, first of all, when do we think you could actually get this thing done? Like, what's the time horizon that we're looking at?
2: Yeah, I would say earliest, earliest is six months out. More mm. likely, it'd be like eight to ten months out.
1: Okay. So, in that case, the first thing I would do is I would take all of my money that I have, that $5,500, and put it into your savings, okay? Because you're going to spend this money. Do not invest anymore. Just stop. Just stop, okay? I'm not saying don't max out your 401ks. Of course, max out the 401ks, max out the HSAs. But all available cash goes into that cash account that has, you know, sort of your emergency reserve slash house fund. And so, you know, if you think about it, if you did that, even if it's, you know, let's say even just for six months, six, seven, eight months, whatever, you're going to have $100,000 in there pretty quickly, which is great. And then, What you'll probably need to do is really tighten up the bid, right? So you're going to get all the bids and you're going to pick somebody and then you're going to try to hold these people to a real bid, right? Obviously, 200 is better than 300. So, so like, you know, but I think 225 is a reasonable amount. So then, if you had $100,000 in your emergency reserve and if you freed up some of the money in your brokerage account, even like maybe not this second, but soonish, I would, you know, certainly look to have 50 grand of cash that goes into that emergency reserve account. I'd like you to have $150,000 in that account before you start this project. Okay. And I'm figuring 50 is like your emergency reserves and a hundred is what you'll be using to fund the renovation. And then the rest of the renovation, I would get a home equity line of credit. If interest rates pop on us, then you can always, at the time of the project, you don't, you, when you establish a home equity line of credit, you don't have to draw it down. And you're not paying interest until you draw down the dollar. So don't get a home equity loan. It has to be a line of credit. If interest rates pop on us, you know what you have? You have $100,000 in your non-qualified account. If you had to, you could tap some of that money. And you can keep putting the 55, or let's just call it $5,000 a month towards this project. And it's going to suck for a while. You know, you're going to be like, oh, I want my money back, but you're still saving money in your 401ks and you're investing in this asset called your house that you want to stay in.
2: Yeah. Okay. That, doesn't that kind of make sense? It it does. I guess. Do you have thoughts about uh, like taking out the HELOC and the personal line of credit? And I don't just want to do both.
1: You don't. the reason do- why I don't like the personal line of credit is that I have a feeling that that I am not sure. So do, do you mind asking the company that is offering that?
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. It's personal capital.
1: I'd have to really look at the terms. You'd have to be able to compare apples to apples, because if the personal line of credit is really an asset based loan against your account, then I'm not sure I love that because it's essentially like a margin loan.
2: Uh, um, okay, yes, I think you're so it is um, based on how much is in the brokerage account, which is held with them.
1: And of course, there is no deductibility of that because it's personal. Where right. interest on your home equity line of credit would be deductible. But I mean, listen, I don't want a 5% home equity line of credit either. So if it's like that big a differential, then we'd have to see.
3: I get the sense she doesn't want to touch the brokerage account.
1: I know, but you're going to have to touch the brokerage account. That's why it's there. What's the point? I mean, For you can have it sit there and you could borrow a lot of money. It's just like the game we play with ourselves. I know this game. Like I really want to preserve the brokerage account. Okay, well that brokerage account is fine. You can keep it there. But then you're just like, so that asset remains, and then you just have uh, the corresponding liabilities section of your of your profile of your personal balance sheet increase. And you know what? You don't have like a zero liability. You got this fifty thousand dollar loan. You got six seven hundred thousand dollars mortgage. Like you want to add to that so quickly? You have the asset. I'm not saying you should drain it to zero. I'm just saying. We've had three unbelievable years in the stock market, three consecutive amazing years. I'm not saying your market timing. I'm just saying part of the reason you invest in accounts like that is to be able to have money available to do things like renovations.
3: And you will build it back up.
1: And you will build it back up. Exactly. I think that you should be willing to do it. I don't know why we do this to ourselves. It's like people who are like, you know, I have $100,000 in savings and $30,000 in credit card debt. I know that that's like a silly comparison to what you're talking about, but it's the same mental mathematical gymnastics that we're playing. You have made fantastic choices in that you're young, you've socked money away. As you said, you're making more money now than you have. Let's say you didn't have as much money. Okay. Let's just pretend for a second that you're like, wow, these new jobs we took, they totally suck. And it's three years from now. I want to have the opportunity to be like, okay, well, thank God that we mostly paid for that kitchen and bathroom out of cash because I'm so glad we don't have a big, huge monthly nut that we have to deal with. Because now we want to take our better, our other jobs that are like nicer and better for our balance and you know family life. Because you maybe have five kids by then. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: No, that I I see what you're
1: saying. It's all the same money. It's your money. You're allowed yeah. to tap it.
2: It, yeah, no, you're totally right. I think it's just for so long, you like try to foster this mindset of you sock it away in investments and you try not to touch it, you know, mm-hmm. you try to hide it from yourself. Yeah, of um,
3: course. Can I can I just say when we bought this apartment? Yeah. We bought our place in 20, 2017. And, and Nora, I was like basically in the same position you, as you with my brokerage account. I probably had $100,000, uh, maybe $130,000. And I basically drained it to come up with a down payment for this apartment and to finance all of our renovations. Basically it took it to zero. Now here we are 5 years later in 2022 and that brokerage account is back up over six figures. And yes, we did have uh, you know, good years in the stock market, but the point is you will build it back up. You will. You have a good reason to use it. Just use it. Don't look back. You, you found a house that you love. You want to stay there, enjoy the house.
1: Listen to your brother. He's a little bit older than you. He's been there. It's actually the ha- the timing is exactly the same because they were in they were also in their early 30s when they were doing this. I encourage you to try to give yourself permission to just say, hey, we did this for a reason.
2: Use it. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for the pep talk. All I right. feel Yeah. All
1: right. What else? What else do we have to do for you?
2: Uh, I mean, that's
1: really, that's all I had. All right. Then we're going to let you go. And uh, before you, I'm sure you have your estate planning. You've got wills.
2: Uh, we have wills that are literally we started doing them last weekend because I was like i'm gonna go on the show She's gonna ask me about it. Yes (laughs)
1: That's so good. I'm so happy that that's the case I'm glad that I could be that person in your life. I think that you're in good shape We are delighted that you joined us and uh, we we're encouraging people who have these kinds of conversations with each other, whether you're single and doing it yourself and talking to your friends, talking to your family, talking to your spouse, whatever it is. And you just want sort of a different perspective. Feel free to hop onto our website, jillonmoney.com and click the contact button. And we'd love to have you join us on the air. It just it's a much, you know, the reason why the on air is more fun for for both of us for me and Mark is that, we hear different things in your voices. Like you heard Mark say, like, I don't think she's really going to do it. Whereas like, you know, I can just give advice and read your emails. It's great. But sometimes we hear something in, what you're, in the way you're telling your story that's important. And it's, a, it's like an important fact. And it's great to discover that with you. And if you're shy, you can change your name, change where you live. It's okay. There's many people who have rediscovered love of their middle names in this broadcast. Believe me. Just go to JillOnMoney.com. Again, click the contact button. Sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It comes out every Friday. So that's fantastic. We drop episodes of this program every Tuesday and Thursday. Mark Telercio is the co-host and executive producer. We're distributed by Viacom CBS try to do something nice for someone else today. We'll see you next time. And don't forget our mantra here, curiosity, compassion, community.